0: This programme was first broadcast on Canterbury's community access radio station, Plains FM 96.9, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you with thanks to Mint Finance, business loans made easy. Just head along to gardenofsound.nz and there you'll be able to subscribe to the show. You can also listen to the shows again on Spotify. This week, another cracker for New Zealand Music Month. It's Michelle Ducre. She's originally from Durban. She moved to Christchurch quite a few years ago. After a stint at University of Canterbury, she's now at ARA Music Arts on the Singer-Songwriter course. Now, there's no shortage of get up and go from Michelle, but will all of that perspiration give her incredible talent the chance to shine? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Michelle Ducre on 96.9 Plains FM. Michelle, I want you to tell me the first time that music entered your consciousness, the first time you heard music.
1: Right. So um, I think I was about three years old and I really heard it then because my grandma used to play Pavarotti for me. In lots of opera songs and Bonnie M and everything like that. And um, yeah, that was just the first time that I felt truly inspired by music. And um, she also bought me these little glasses, these Mickey Mouse glasses. And I used to pretend I was Elton John and combed my hair like 70s Elton John. So yeah.
0: Your grandmother was quite a musical influence for you?
1: Yes, she was because she introduced me to a lot of stuff. Um, She also could play the piano a bit. So yeah, she had a really big effect on me.
0: Um, And what about your parents? Were they musical at all?
1: Um, My father more so than my mother. Um, He used to make little mixtapes and CDs and introduced me to a lot of um, old artists like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin. And yeah, so he was a, um, they have a great appreciation for music. Not so much that they can play anything (laughs) or sing.
0: Um, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, was there anything in particular that sort of um, stuck out for you that you really loved or enjoyed?
1: Definitely. um, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, I really love that one. I just love the guitar and everything in that one.
0: Um, So what about musical tuition? Um, Was there anything at school for you?
1: So uh, I took a bit of a different route in school. I went off to the sciences for a bit. I didn't really have a lot of experience in school. I mostly did it outside as a hobby. Yeah, um, I had a few music teachers who came and helped me at some points and gave me advice on how to construct songs, but Nothing really significant at school.
0: Why the sciences? What attracted you to, mm. to those?
1: My calling was always to music, but I just felt like it would be better to have that back, that safety net. And so.
0: uh, were your parents sort of part of that decision? Yes. <laughs> so, so they didn't want you going off and sort of being the music They music just want, star.
1: Yeah, they just wanted me to have a plan B, basically. So I went off to UC and did a science degree in biology and geology instead of music so I had to put it on hold but I still wrote my original songs and did that to the side
0: So going back to being a younger person Yeah um, Was it singing that sort of came along first or was it an instrument?
1: Definitely singing yeah.
0: What sort of stuff did you start singing when you were um, when you were younger?
1: Um, a lot of Disney songs <laughs> I started off with a lot of Disney um, and yeah again Pavarotti that was my go-to Pani Angelicos was my go-to song um, Silent Night a lot of Christmas carols as well Yeah So mainly those types of things.
0: Um, And then more modern, slightly rocky music. Was there sort of anything that sort of came along?
1: Um, Probably Queen, Somebody to Love. That was a big one as well. Um,
0: What was it about that song that uh, um, that you particularly enjoyed? Yeah,
1: that one's like one of my favourites now. It just speaks to me. I just love the piano version. And um, when he does, he does his live version uh, that I just think is particularly phenomenal. And I don't know, it just resonates Highly resonates with me. The lyrics, the piano, everything about that one, I think.
0: So we've got the vocal side, and you talked about um, original compositions at least. When did the, the instrumental side come along?
1: The instrumental side, um, I started taking guitar lessons at about 15, but it's been an on and off process. So I am still have to hone my skills there and develop them a bit more. Um But I use the guitar mainly just to find chords for my songs and to help me in that aspect. But there could definitely be some improvement there.
0: You're currently studying at ARA. Mm -hmm. You're doing a music arts degree, which is a three-year degree. Now, you've already been off to the University of Canterbury. So when was that defining moment when you went, okay, degree's done I want to go off and do music what was happening around that time
1: pretty much as soon as possible as soon as I got that science degree and I'd all all, you know go from the parents and they were happy for me to go on with it okay (laughs) so
0: it was with their their approval it was kind of we've done this basically now I can go off now
1: I can go off and do my own thing tell me
0: about um the the degree like Mm. you haven't been in it that long but what is the um what is the course like
1: uh I think it's exceptional it's helping me a lot I'm making some amazing contacts some people um, amazing musicians at that school that are helping me um with guitar and uh just finding chords for my songs again um, i'm working with a guy right now who's helping he's going to be helping me at gigs and um yeah it's just been in terms of making contacts it's been absolutely amazing and stage experience which i really need yeah that it's really helping me with that as well and
0: it's a contemporary course that you're on what else does our offer
1: um they offer singer-songwriter yeah um vocalist and there's a side jazz school.
0: (laughs) So how does a singer-songwriter differ to the vocalist?
1: Right, so um, singer-songwriter, we have to own our lyric skills, basically work on that. And um, it's like we're coming up with a new song every week, it seems. So um, our tutor there is really pushing us in that aspect um, to create new songs. Uh, That's a bit different from vocalists who just have to practice their Vocal skills and I just have to there's no creation going <laughs> oh, on. Oh, <there>. yeah, <laughs>
0: you've already talked about you know, heaps and heaps of artists uh, from yep. uh, Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, and, and Queen. Um, is there a, a song or an artist who's particularly sort of influenced you in your your performance musical style?
1: Um, the band Guns N' Roses, I think okay. they're awesome,
0: which is a is more of a departure. I mean, yes, Led Zeppelin, old school rock. Guns N' Roses, exactly. kind of like 80s original sort yeah. of hair metal, a little bit of AC/DC yeah, in there. Why in <laughs> yeah,
1: why taste music? Yeah, why
0: why GNR?
1: I just really like the way that um, they've developed their songs. Um, they have a range of songs, like ballads to rock and, I don't know, just really resonates as well. Um, I also really enjoy Axl Rose's voice and Slash's guitar playing, so that's really cool.
0: And what track do you want to play today?
1: Estranged.
0: Tell me a bit more about Estranged.
1: It's um I think it was written in a time where he was going through some tough battles. And yeah, um, there's just this dreamy feeling to that song, and it just really speaks to me. I really love the lyrics especially. So yeah, that one is big time favorite. And yeah, I think it would be cool to play it. When you're talking to yourself.
2: And You can't end this world alone
0: I just want to mention the music of Andrew Lloyd Webber coming to the Isaac Theatre Royal in June. Tickets are now selling for this Showbiz Christchurch production, which will feature among many fine performers the vocal talents of Jonathan Densom. You'll remember he was our New Zealand Music Month Top 20 winner last year. Get your tickets now for what's going to be a great show with all of your favourites. Just head to showbiz.org.nz and follow the links. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Michelle DeCray on Plains FM 96.9. Michelle, I want to talk about gigs and concerts and things. and yeah. I mean, you're young in, in terms of the universe. Right. Um, what was the first um, gig that you paid some money to get along to see?
1: Wow, okay. Um, this is interesting because I actually only went to my very first concert only like five years ago.
0: Wow, okay. Yeah. Tell me um, about it.
1: I went with my mom to see Tom Jones. In Auckland.
0: So was that your mother's choice? It to was go my and-
1: mother's choice. Yes.
0: <laughs> Likes a bit of Tom. Yep. Yeah.
1: He was great, but um, I consider my uh, like what I lost my concert virginity to, as we like to say, <laughs> um, to be Sixto Rodriguez in South Africa, Johannesburg. Okay. I Okay. That one, that was amazing.
0: Tell me about that artist. Rodriguez. Okay. Yes.
1: Yep. He's really popular in South Africa. In fact, there was a documentary on him called "Searching for Sugar Man."
0: Yes. That's him. Okay. Yep. Right. So what about that? I'm unfamiliar with the musical style. What kind of stuff does he do?
1: Um, He's sort of, he does sort of rock music just at a lighter level. Um, He goes off into uh, Spanish style as well, Spanish guitar. Um, He's from America, but there was this whole ordeal where they thought that he was dead and he actually wasn't. So that's what the documentary is about. Looking for, yeah, yeah or searching for.
0: Why is he called Sugar Man?
1: Sugar Man? um, It's because of one of his songs, Sugar Man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> where where in South Africa was the concert? Uh, Johannesburg. Johannesburg. Yep. Uh, where are you originally from? Durban. From Durban. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, my geography is terrible. So how far apart are they? Um,
1: they're not so far apart. Yeah. They're, they're pretty close. Um, I mean, you could drive there. It'd be yep. a long drive. But yep. <laughs> um, Durban's like a more so of a beach town. Okay. Because Johannesburg's more city-centered. Yep. Urban-like. Yeah.
0: And the world... Cup, the football World Cup was there in twenty ten. Yes, is that right? Yep, that's right. Okay, so wow. what's? Uh, <laughs> I remember the Vuvuzelas. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. Constantly, <laughs> tell me a bit more about the the concert. Was there a support act? What was the crowd like?
1: Oh, yeah, there was a um, there was a girl who did an unknown artist. I think he likes to showcase unknown artists as well. So she was the opening act, and um, yeah, she's really good. Um, and then he just came straight on. Uh, I think he's like in his late seventies, no, or eighties now. And he was playing guitar and he was standing up and he was going for it. It was amazing. Um, Yeah, the crowd loves him there. Absolutely loves him. He's like an idol.
0: So we've got a performer who's been performing well into his 80s. There's a lifetime of Mm -hmm. experience. Tell me about your first live musical performance in whatever way, shape or form it was.
1: (laughs) So um, I attended St. Margaret's College when I was younger from primary school. And... um, I joined the choir there. Well, I think it was mandatory. But anyway, we performed in the Cathedral Square. So that was my first live experience, as um, you would say. And then um, I got into play productions, school play productions. And then I moved over to China for a bit and did more play productions. What
0: was it like performing in China?
1: um, It wasn't wasn't that different from here because we kind of just stuck to the international school that Uh I was at. I went to an international school there. And, uh, yeah, they were just kind of sectioned off, so... Yeah.
0: So was there any there any, um, any solo bits oh, and pieces? Yeah, definitely. Okay. So tell me about tell me about that doing solos in front of folks.
1: Well, I've always had a bit of uh, anxiety when it comes to that, but slowly I've been developing myself and working on that a lot more.
0: Where do you think that comes from?
1: Um,
0: is it just is it just the same anxiety that everyone gets performing in front of people? I think
1: a little worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, just because I've had a lot of pressure on me, like ever since I was a child, to do well and doing the best i can so i feel like it's it's uh it kind of plays into that
0: that sounds tough
1: yes <laughs> for
0: a musician <laughs> who should much. be free and yes. creative and mm-hmm. uh, unburdened i agree you're 23 now yeah. and you've grown up a bit since those those mm-hmm. school exactly. productions exactly yeah what are the conversations like now, or what's the internal monologue in terms of that that pressure?
1: Now it's more so just go for it, just do your best and go for it. And if it's not that good, well, it'll be better the next night. So I think in that term now, oh, yeah.
0: I keep going back to it, and I, I shouldn't really. I, oh, I okay. say at this I say at this this young stage in your your career, mm-hmm. uh, and you said you know just go for it. Is there anything that you wish you'd done differently? Even at this point?
1: Yeah, um, I wish I had learned an instrument earlier. Yep. So I would tell myself, learn an instrument <laughs> at a younger age um, and stick to it.
0: Are you learning anything from your ARA uh, student mates? Yep, I have yeah. an
1: amazing friend called Alex and he's helping me with guitar theory. Um, he's backing me up at my gigs, so he's incredible. He's a phenomenal guitar player. Um, yeah, he's really helping me out.
0: And what's his, um, what's his songwriting like?
1: It's amazing. His lyrics are great. I haven't heard his songs yet, but his lyrics are really amazing.
0: Okay, well, we'll get on to your individual oh, yeah, thing in uh, in just a second. Sure. Um, but I want to talk about favourite pieces of music. Is mm-hmm. there something that which you've sort of carried with you for a, for a while and you absolutely love?
1: Absolutely. So there's this song called The Beautiful Ones by Prince, who is one of my biggest influence, if not the biggest influence on me.
0: And I ask the question again, why?
1: Why? Um, just his stage presence, his songwriting abilities... The way he comes up with music, I just think, is so unique and interesting. Um, his, uh, his ability to just take pressure and just make something out of it and do really well. Because he wrote this song like within a day, I think, for Purple Rain in the movie. And yeah, it's just this song is really amazing. If you watch the video for it, it just speaks to me. And yeah, he's incredible.
0: Thanks for being with us today, it's almost a month since Mint Finance began sponsoring Garden of Sound, which means you should have a good idea of the kinds of business lending Mint Finance can help you with. One of those is invoice financing. As any business owner knows, cash is the lifeblood of a business and it needs to be reliable. If your cash flow is undergoing a short-term squeeze, talk to Mint about their invoice finance options. They can fund against issued invoices for up to a period of 90 days, or if you establish a they can fund against issued invoices for a period of up to 90 days or establish a facility on an ongoing basis. They can fund against issued invoices for a period of 90 days, or if you establish a facility, they can do it on an ongoing basis. For more info, 0800 666 or visit mintfinance.co.nz. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Michelle Ducre on Plains FM 96.9. Michelle... I want to talk about making music. Obviously, you've got a songwriting course going on at the moment. Lots of real cool bods around you, so right. helping you out <laughs> with uh, with bits and pieces. Um, and you've got a very cool original track, which we're going to play at the end of this awesome. this section. But take Thank me you. through the uh, creative process for that song, and tell me again what it's called. Those eyes. Those eyes. Yep. Okay, so take me from start to finish okay. on how this uh, song was put together.
1: Right. So um, initially, I just I come up with I do it a bit differently than usual. I come up with melodies first. And then I try to put lyrics to those melodies. Um, so yeah, I, it just hit me one day, this melody, this intro, like da-da-da-da-da, which you'll hear on the style of the song. Um, and then I just kind of went from there. And I uh, Prince was actually one of the influences for this, like that funk sort of, uh, well, soul style. Um, and yeah, so the melody just came to me, um, the chorus first and then the verse after that introduction and then i put lyrics to it i wrote it about sort of a fantasy love like a soulmate sort of connection and uh, yeah I, I took on a different persona when i was writing it um and i put the lyrics to it then i uh got a guy from orange studios called michael bell he's an amazing musician um to help me with the chords and produce it and that's kind of where it went from there.
0: how did you uh, find or encounter michael
1: um i went online did a google search um Studios in Christchurch because I didn't want to pay to go all the way out to Auckland just at that time. Didn't have the funds to do that, and um, it came up with Orange Studios, and I was like, oh, I haven't been there before, I haven't heard of it, and then um, yeah, I just I just emailed him and went there and recorded it, and it was amazing.
0: And you're in exceptionally safe hands. I've had Michael on the oh, yeah. show, and he is a he's um, he's, a, he's a genius, yep, really.
1: Absolutely. In yeah. fact, he was the one who encouraged me to go to Ara in the first place
0: so yeah that's fantastic because he'd been he'd done the course as well I think yep back in the day (laughs) which takes me through to um, live performance at least um so uh, you how um how much how much are you just sort of getting out there and doing doing yourself
1: recently a lot I've been going to a lot of open mic nights um I was in Indonesia a uh, a few months back just before starting this course and um, I started with an open mic night there and then uh, because I took a long break before hiatus for music to do science and then um, yeah so then that kind of got me back into the swing of things and then I decided I'd go for the course when I got back and uh, yeah and so now I've been doing a lot of live gigs open mics and
0: so how much um, how much material do you have
1: um fully finished songs around Three originals uh-huh. right now. Yep. At the moment. Um that I feel like are worthy enough to go and play out Um mm. and around five unfinished, but I'm working on them right now.
0: Fantastic. Yep. And what are you playing while you're um while you're doing these these open mic nights? What sort of uh, instrumentation oh, yep. do you have?
1: <laughs> um well I just have an acoustic guitar. So my uh-huh. friend Alex is doing it for me. Yeah. Um and I'm singing songs like Black Velvet and Fleetwood lots of Fleetwood Mac songs yeah. and yeah. Um or classics basically so people can just join in and sing along with.
0: So what's the um, what's the hope with this particular track uh, with those eyes? Yeah,
1: um, I just wanted to basically showcase it live, uh, develop it a little bit further and then possibly take it to the level of, um, just take it outside demo quality level and uh, perhaps work with someone, uh, a producer, I've, I've uh, emailed recently in Auckland, maybe I'll work on it with him a bit more, yeah. see what his perspective is as well.
0: Can we know who that producer is?
1: Yeah, sure. It's Scott Eastwood, uh-huh. and I think he works with Roundhead Studios.
0: Ah, very cool. Well, I'm really keen to uh, to share this track with the um, uh, with the folks out there. Absolutely. Should we listen to it? Go ahead. Is there anything in particular in the song that you like, um, especially
1: the chorus? It's my favourite. Yeah, I mean, it meant a lot to me when I wrote that one. So yeah.
3: be here
0: This is the Garden of Sound interview with Michelle Ducre on Plains FM 96.9. At this point, what would you say is your most rewarding project or memory thus far?
1: Thus far, um, the most rewarding memory I have was when I contacted a producer that actually produced and uh, co-produced and co-wrote the song Barcelona uh, that Freddie Mercury sang called Mike Moran, and um, he got back to me and he gave me advice and he said he'd be keen to work with me in the future and I just thought that was amazing.
0: That's absolutely yes. What prompted you, or why? Or why did you do that?
1: Yeah, so there's a reason behind that. Um, my grandma in 2016 she died from cancer, and her favorite song ever was Barcelona, and she wanted me to cover it one day for her. So I just thought, um, I, I, you know what? I love that song a lot, and I want to see who produced it because it just, um, it was a song that I really, really loved as well, and it just, I wanted to do it for her memory's sake as well. And uh, then he replied to me. I didn't even expect that. So, yeah, that's was cool.
0: cool. And in a way, the the vibe of the song, mm. there's kind of a Pavarotti thing. Yes, I know it is exactly. Montserrat Caballier yep. uh, doing it mm-hmm. with Freddie. And I presume you've heard all of the album. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, love it. So there's no shortage of get up and go in Michelle, which is yeah, very exciting. None. What is on the horizon for you? What's coming up soon?
1: Cool. Um, so I've got a showcase coming up at the Wonder Bar uh, probably around late, late-ish May. Um, and I've also got a musical I'm going to be in the lead role called Living the Dream mm-hmm. with the St Albans Church. It's a community play. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be around August, going for around three days, mm-hmm. uh, mid-August. Uh, so I've got those projects right now. Yep. Also an upcoming EP that we're going to be working on at ARA, just to work on my songwriting skills. And
0: uh, and is the showcase ARA related?
1: Well, Students from Ara are involved in that, uh-huh. but it's um, other than that, it's separate from Ara.
0: So we'll get to hear a few of your originals at this event. Yes. Yep. That's fantastic. Okay, and um, what about for the uh, what about for the future? You talk about sort of raising mm-hmm. those eyes above demo yes. level at least. Um, you've got some unfinished originals exactly. and a few other originals and so on. Yep. So, so what do you want to do with them? What do you want to do in terms of New Zealand at least to yep. start off with?
1: Cool. Um, so, in terms of New Zealand, I just want to work on those originals and get them up to a level that I feel is recordable, and then um, get that up to a high quality level recording. Release that online, social media. And uh, probably get involved in some music videos as well in New Zealand. I thought that would be awesome. Um, And uh, perhaps even tour in New Zealand. So I think that would be great.
0: Okay. And for the future internationally?
1: Yes. (laughs) That's the long-term goal.
0: Any festivals or particular events that you'd like to be part of or any one that you'd like to to work with? I mean, you've said Mike Moran, at least production-wise. Any other performers that you'd like to... Feet on.
1: Wow, okay. Um, so I'm just going to go really big here. Probably Stevie Nicks. <laughs> I would eventually love to collaborate with something on her, just if she writes something. You never
0: know. She might drop into yeah. Roundhead. <laughs> Neil's gap.
1: Neil Finn is actually someone else I would really love to work with. I think he's a phenomenal musician, so yeah. What
0: would be your favourite Crowded House track, or Split Ends track for that I'm moment? going
1: to be... Cliche, don't dream it's over. Don't dream it's yeah.
0: over. Oh, That's brilliant. Um, Michelle, it's been absolutely wonderful oh, having you on you. the on the show I'd today. Love being here. Is there a track that you'd like to um, take us out with today?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna take us out with Black Velvet by Alana Miles.
0: Alana Miles. Yeah. Now why Alana Miles?
1: She's a cool rock chick. <laughs> I aspire to be like her.
0: Fantastic. Thanks so much, Michelle.
1: Awesome. Thank you.
4: If you please
0: That was Black Velvet from Alana Miles. Now, as is my want, I want to share with you a track written by Freddie Mercury and Mike Moran, which isn't Barcelona. It does, however, have additional lyrics written by Tim Rice. I've always loved it because it's a mix of genres and shows off Freddie's vocals even as his health began to fade. This, from the album Barcelona, is The Golden Boy. Time for my track of the week and I've been waiting a while to play it, Three's obviously a crowd when you're skinny hobos, this is Lucifer.
2: the same
0: so much for being with me today. My guest was Michelle Ducrey. You can find out what Michelle's up to and more about her showcase at the Wunderbar later this month by visiting gardenofsound.nz and clicking on Michelle's picture on the homepage. Next week, get the black T-shirt on because it's Christchurch heavy rock group The Snake Behaviour. They'll be launching their debut album. This has been Garden of Sound, brought to you by Mint Finance, business loans made easy. Until next week, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Hi